chapter thirty nine of monsieur lecoq part two this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox org recording by tony oliva monsieur lecoq by emile gaboriau part two chapter thirty nine terrible as martial imagined the scandal to be which he had created his conception of it by no means equalled the reality had a thunderbolt burst beneath that roof the guests at sairmeuse could not have been more amazed and horrified a shudder passed over the assembly when martial terrible in his passion flung the crumpled letter full in the face of the marquis de courtornieu and when the marquis sank half fainting into an armchair some young ladies of extreme sensibility could not repress a cry of fear for twenty seconds after martial disappeared with jean lacheneur the guests stood as motionless as statues pale mute stupefied it was blanche who broke the spell while the marquis de courtornieu was panting for breath while the duc de sairmeuse was trembling and speechless with suppressed anger the young marquise made an heroic attempt to come to the rescue with her hands still aching from martial's brutal clasp a heart swelling with rage and hatred and a face whiter than her bridal veil she had strength to restrain her tears and to compel her lips to smile really this is placing too much importance on a trifling misunderstanding which will be explained to-morrow she said almost gaily to those nearest her and stepping into the middle of the hall she made a sign to the musicians to play a country dance but when the first measures floated through the air the company as if by unanimous consent hastened toward the door one might have supposed the chateau on fire the guests did not withdraw they actually fled an hour before the marquis de courtornieu and the duc de sairmeuse had been overwhelmed with the most obsequious homage and adulation but now there was not one in that assembly daring enough to take them openly by the hand just when they believed themselves all-powerful they were rudely precipitated from their lordly eminence disgrace and perhaps punishment were to be their portion heroic to the last the bride endeavored to stay the tide of retreating guests stationing herself near the door with her most bewitching smile upon her lips madame blanche spared neither flattering words nor entreaties in her efforts to reassure the deserters vain attempt useless sacrifice many ladies were not sorry of an opportunity to repay the young marquise de sairmeuse for the disdain and the caustic words of blanche de courtornieu soon all the guests who had so eagerly presented themselves that morning had disappeared and there remained only one old gentleman who on account of his gout had deemed it prudent not to mingle with the crowd he bowed in passing before the young marquise and blushing at this insult to a woman he departed as the others had done blanche was now alone there was no longer any necessity for constraint there were no more curious witnesses to enjoy her sufferings and to make comment upon them with a furious gesture she tore her bridal veil and the wreath of orange flowers from her head and trampled them underfoot a servant was passing through the hall she stopped him extinguish the lights everywhere she ordered with an angry
angry stamp of her foot as if she had been in her own father's house and not at sairmeuse he obeyed her and then with flashing eyes and dishevelled hair she hastened to the little salon in which the denouement had taken place a crowd of servants surrounded the marquis who was lying like one stricken with apoplexy all the blood in his body is flown to his head remarked the duke with a shrug of his shoulders for the duke was furious with his former friends he scarcely knew with whom he was most angry martial or the marquis de courtomieu martial by this public confession had certainly imperiled if he had not ruined their political future but on the other hand had not the marquis de courtomieu represented a sermeuse as being guilty of an act of treason revolting to any honourable heart buried in a large armchair he sat watching with contracted brows the movements of the servants when his daughter-in-law entered the room she paused before him and with arms folded tightly across her breast she said angrily why did you remain here while i was left alone to endure such humiliation ah had i been a man all our guests have fled monsieur all monsieur de sairmeuse sprang up ah oh, well what if they have let them go to the devil of the guests that had just left his house there was not one whom the duke really regretted not one whom he regarded as an equal in giving a marriage feast for his son he had bidden all the gentry of the neighbourhood they had come very well they had fled bon voyage if the duke cared at all for their desertion it was only because it presaged with terrible eloquence the disgrace that was to come still he tried to deceive himself they will return madame you will see them return humble and repentant but where can martial be the lady's eyes flashed but she made no reply did he go away with the son of that rascal lacheneur i believe so it will not be long before he returns who can say monsieur de sairmeuse struck the marble mantel heavily with his clenched fist my god he exclaimed this is an overwhelming misfortune the young wife believed that he was anxious and angry on her account but she was mistaken he was thinking only of his disappointed ambition whatever he might pretend the duke secretly confessed his son's superiority and his genius for intrigue and he was now extremely anxious to consult him he has wrought this evil it is for him to repair it and he is capable of it if he chooses he murmured then aloud he resumed martial must be found he must be found with an angry gesture blanche interrupted him you must seek marianne if you wish to find my husband the duke was of the same opinion but he dared not avow it anger leads you astray marquise said he i know what i know martial will soon make his appearance believe me if he went away he will soon return they shall go for him at once or i will go for him myself he left the room with a muttered oath and blanche approached her father who still seemed to be unconscious she seized his arm and shook it roughly saying in the most peremptory tone father father this voice which had so often made the marquis de courtomieu tremble was far more efficacious than eau de cologne he opened one eye the least bit in the world then quickly closed it but not so quickly that his daughter failed to discover it i wish to speak with you she said get up he dared not disobey and slowly and with difficulty he raised himself 
ah how i suffer he groaned how i suffer his daughter glanced at him scornfully then in a tone of bitter irony she remarked do you think i am in paradise speak sighed the marquis what do you wish to say the bride turned haughtily to the servants leave the room she said imperiously they obeyed and after she had locked the door let us speak of martial she began at the sound of this name the marquis bounded from his chair with clenched fists ah the wretch he exclaimed martial is my husband father and you after what he has done you dare to defend him i do not defend him but i do not wish him to be murdered at that moment the news of martial's death would have given the marquis de coutomieu infinite satisfaction you heard father continued blanche the rendezvous appointed to-morrow at midday on the reche i know martial he has been insulted and he will go there will he encounter a loyal adversary no he will find a crowd of assassins you alone can prevent him from being assassinated i and how by sending some soldiers to the reche with orders to conceal themselves in the grove with orders to arrest these murderers at the proper moment the marquis gravely shook his head if i do that said he martial is quite capable of anything yes i know it but what does it matter to you since i am willing to assume the responsibility Monsieur de coutomieu vainly tried to penetrate the bride's real motive the order to montaignac must be sent at once she insisted had she been less excited she would have discerned the gleam of malice in her father's eye he was thinking that this would afford him an ample revenge since he could bring dishonor upon martial who had shown so little regard for the honor of others very well since you will have it so he said with feigned reluctance his daughter made haste to bring him ink and pens and with trembling hands he prepared a series of minute instructions for the commander at montaignac blanche herself gave the letter to a servant with directions to depart at once and it was not until she had seen him set off on a gallop that she went to her own apartments the apartments in which martial had gathered together all that was most beautiful and luxurious but this splendor only aggravated the misery of the deserted wife for that she was deserted she did not doubt for a moment she was sure that her husband would not return she did not expect him the duc de sairmeuse was searching the neighborhood with a party of servants but she knew that it was labor lost that they would not encounter martial where could he be near marianne most assuredly and at the thought a wild desire to wreak her vengeance on her rival took possession of her heart martial at montaignac had ended by going to sleep blanche when daylight came exchanged the snowy bridal robes for a black dress and wandered about the garden like a restless spirit she spent most of the day shut up in her room refusing to allow the duke or even her father to enter in the evening about eight o'clock they received tidings from martial a servant brought two letters one sent by martial to his father the other to his wife for a moment or more blanche hesitated to open the one intended for her it would determine her destiny she was afraid she broke the seal and read madame la marquise between you and me all is ended reconciliation is impossible from this moment you are free 
i esteem you enough to hope that you will respect the name of sermeuse from which i cannot relieve you you will agree with me i am sure in thinking a quiet separation preferable to the scandal of a divorce suit my lawyer will pay you an allowance befitting the wife of a man whose income amounts to three hundred thousand francs martial de sermeuse blanche staggered beneath this terrible blow she was indeed deserted and deserted as she supposed for another ah she exclaimed that creature that creature i will kill her end of chapter thirty nine recording by tony oliva albuquerque new mexico